Have you heard about Salt River Automotive? Not only are we open for business and ready to serve you, we are sponsors of the BS in the Morning show on Westplex 107.1. Check us out on Facebook at Salt River Automotive LLC. See you soon. Westplex 107.1. I like that song. Ava Max. You ever seen her before? Are you there, Shelly? Yeah, I'm here. Okay. Have you ever seen Ava Max? Who? Ava Max. The lady well, who clearly did. not if I don't know who she is. Well, she was just singing. You didn't see her? You didn't see oh. her? Oh. <laughs> you didn't see her on her video channel? You didn't see her? I did not see her on her video channel. Oh, okay. don't, don't you ever watch her video channel? No. <laughs> What's, I won't ask why. Uh, good morning to you. It is 6.15. It is BS in the morning. This is a Friday morning. Uh, it is my favorite Fri-yay. day. Friday. My favorite day of the entire week. Yep. I don't care what anybody says. There's something about a Friday vibe, you know, even though <laughs> there are a lot of people like myself who work on the weekends, uh, so it's not like you've got the week off. But anyway, you know, I've got... Uh, I've got serious problems again. Friday, my goofy, I talked about this, I think it was two weeks ago on Friday, my stupid wisdom tooth. It's still there. And uh, of course, I'm telling you, man, a string and a doorknob, all you have to do is let me do that. If I wanted to get it taken care of today, guess what? I couldn't because all the dentists are closed. I still don't understand that. I've asked dentists before and I go, why do you, why are you not open on Friday? Well, just the way we work Monday through Thursday. Okay, whatever. So if you get your tooth knocked out on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, you got to hope like how was it? You put it in, supposed to put it in a in a glass of milk or something like. Isn't that what the deal is? Supposed what? To put it, I've never heard that. Yeah, that's what supposedly. That's, this is what I've heard. I don't know if it's true or not. It's old wives' tales. I mean, it, this is what my mom would tell us. Those wives' tales are usually correct. If you got your tooth knocked out, you're supposed to put it in a glass of milk, so because supposedly that will keep the roots and all the other stuff alive. You know, because the milk is like nourishing it or something like that. And you're supposed to take it to the dentist like that, just like, just like the deal. You know, can I tell you a weird story? I won't. I won't tell you who this is about, but you know the deal with uh, cell phones. If you drop your cell phone in water, you're supposed to put it in a bag of rice. You ever? Yes. You know. You know the reason for that. The rice you put it in like a bag. It absorbs the uh, moisture in the case. Right. I had a guy that I knew who was a computer guy. And, you know, had his own company where he repaired computers. Won't mention who it is. And he talked about this. He said, you know, if you drop one, like he says, like your iPhone or your Android phone or something like that, drop in the water, he says, you know, stick it in a bag of rice and bring it over to me, and chances are I can do something with it. So what I did was, as a favor to him, and and like I said, it sort of backfired on me, I bought a big bag of desiccant packages. You know what I'm talking about? You know what desiccant? Uh-huh, I do. Yeah, yep. They're the little crystal things like you get in like electronics. There's like that little thing in there. And what that is, that's it's called desiccant. And what it does is it absorbs moisture. And there's this company that, and I, I bought these for things. I bought these for electronic things. Like, for example, we've had issues where we've had, um, through the years in electronic equipment around the radio station, where water's gotten into things. And I would buy these packages, a bunch of them, and I would stick them like whatever the equipment was. If it was a big piece of equipment, I'd take like a garbage bag and I'd wrap it in a garbage bag and I'd stick a bunch of these little desiccant packages in there and I'd tape it up, you know, like sort of seal it and hopefully the desiccant packages would, would suck up all the water. And I'd get this big bag of them. You know, it wasn't expensive. I think I paid 14 15 bucks for them. And I gave it to him. He looked at me like, what am I going to do with these? I go, well, these are better than rice. Well, nothing's better than rice. I go, trust me, these are better than rice. I don't know. 
And rice is what everybody uses. If I don't use rice, everybody will think I'm not doing my job. And I go, but this is why I bought them for you, because of the fact that they're better than rice. You can tell people, well, you know, come to me, you know, because I've got desiccant packages, and I'll, I'll have these special little packs of desiccant that I put in, you know, a special bag. that I go, I don't know. I just keep going to keep using rice. It was like people don't do change well sometimes. I'm going like that backfired, you know. I'm going like, and he goes, "I'll take them, but I don't know what I want to do with them." Okay, fine. If you don't want them, give them back to me. I'll, I have use for them. Matter of fact, I've got a big bag of those right here, um, you know, that I use from time to time. Matter of fact, last time I used it, I used a bunch of them because I had a, a case that had it was one of these foam lined cases. It was like you know, like like a road kind of case, you know, like for equipment. And, right. and water got into it, and I couldn't get all the moisture out of the, the, the foam. The foam, you know, because the foam absorbed the, mo- absorbed the moisture. And I stuck about 10 of these in there for like a couple of days, open it up, dry. I'm going like, damn, these things work great, you know. And and matter of fact, you can buy like big gallon bottles of this stuff, and it's like, it looks like, you know, like little crystals. And it just absorbs the daylight. And then you make your own? Well, you, what you can do is you can put these in things like, 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 let's say you put it in like something big that gets water in it, that you know, like, like something that you know that got damaged. You can put these crystals in there, and and like best idea would put like a piece of like you know foil down or something like that, so you know the crystals don't get stuck in what you use it on, and they just absorb the daylights out of water. And some of them. You can tell because they're treated with this, I don't know, some kind of chemical, that as they get to the point where they're full of water, they change color. I was just going to say that. So you know that, like, it's okay there. They've got as much moisture as they can hold, and then you put new crystals in there. I'm going like, you know, isn't this neat stuff? I mean, like, it's stuff like that that I'm going like, desiccant packages, love it. As a matter of fact, you know, I've got, now, the only problem with them is, is if you don't keep them sealed, then they're no good because they just suck up the water wherever they're at. If you, like, you know, put them in, like, your, your, you know, like, if you just leave them open, they're, you know, a couple days, especially this time of the year with the humidity. What's the humidity right now? It's like, if you put it outside right now, humidity is like, I don't know, what's, what's, what's the temperature? I mean, what's humidity? Let me look here. I know it's got, this time of the morning, it's always high. Uh, da, 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 da. The humidity 88%, is? 88%. 88%. Right now, 88%. So it's like super humid. If you, what was that? So that was my phablet. Sorry. What did it do? What was what that? Was that like a timer or something like that? No, no, it wasn't. But what was the ding for? What did that ding signify? That you're talking to a dumb <laughs> do you have guy to in the radio? Everything I do. You do. You let me know nothing, and you need to know everything. I'm the most transparent guy in the world. You. Me. Transparent. My life's on on the internet. You can find anything about me. You know, it's funny. I tell people, I tell people, you know, like you know, everybody's like, "Well, how do I know about about person?" I go, you know, I, here's like my, my little thing I do with lots of people. If you have, if you have your cell phone number for a while, just Google somebody's cell phone number. You can find all sorts of things about them. That's scary. Well, no, it's true because as you put your and not only that, think about it. How many apps? Want you to, you know, put in your cell phone number. You have to put in your cell phone number. And like, you know, yesterday, for example, this happened to me not once, not twice, not three times. Yesterday, three of my accounts on Twitter got blocked. Okay, my own personal account and two of the radio station's accounts got blocked. 
Do they think you're Donald Trump? No, no, no. They they just they just they, oh, I shouldn't say they got blocked. They got restricted. And the deal was the deal was I'm thinking to myself, how do people get by without a cell phone now? You know how you got them unrestricted? First off, you had to do the the capture deal where, you know, hey, how many stoplights do you see? You know, click on the boxes that have the stoplights. You know what I'm talking about? Those goofy things you have to do. And then the thing is, they ask you, what's is this your cell phone number? They already know what your cell phone number is. They tell you what your cell phone number is. Is this your cell phone number? And you say yes. And they say, you click on it. And it says, you know, put in the code we're going to text to you. So then I get the code and I put it in. And bang, my account's unrestricted again. I'm going like, what was that all about? And why did they, you know, why was it three of my accounts on the same day get restricted? And once I did that, everything was fine. Oh, dear. Are you still there? Yeah, I am. I'm I'm Googling my phone number. (laughs) What? Are you finding interesting things about yourself? There's only a couple things, although they do have it tied to uh, um, taxis. Taxis? Well that uh-huh. well that goes back to when you were in the taxi company, right? It does. See I'm telling you. You know, you you get somebody's phone That's number. That's kinda great. That's kind of creepy. Well, I mean, you know, how many things to the point where like, you know, people are like, I don't ever give my address to anybody. But yeah, just go on online, it's right there everywhere. You know what I mean? It's to the point where I told you the goofy thing about the rental car company app I had on my phone the other day where where I got the thing that says, In the last two days, XYZ rental company has tracked you ninety four times. I'm going like, What? <laughs> you know, it's one of those deals where in order to go online you have to give them you have to uh, allow them to, to track you. It's like, okay, not doing that anymore. Use They've the, always done that. No, I this rental car company that I used before, I've I've never had that happen before. Never. They've never a- asked me to, you know, it this time when I when I downloaded the upgrade for their app, you know, the updated the update for the app, it specifically said you cannot use this app unless you turn on location. You know, because otherwise, you know, they want to know where you are. Well, but once yeah. again, they, Hello big brother. Right, they want to know where you are all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, one of these days, I'm going to just take my phone. I'm going to go down to the Union Station where they used to have trains. I'm going to go to the Amshack, and I'm just going to put my phone on a train and just have it, you know, go someplace like Chicago, things like that. And then people go, like, he's in Chicago. No, I'm not. I'm right here. <laughs> You're so funny. God, it's got all the pictures. See I, see what I'm telling you? You just Google your phone number, your cell phone number. It's kind of it, creepy. I know. And it's, and it's weird. It's to the point where it's like somebody gives you, and, and I've done this before. Somebody gives you a cell phone number. Oh, I'm going to find out more about this person. I Google it. Bang. I know, I know, you know, where they ate at. You know, it's, it's bizarre. It's like, it's like, okay, this is creepy. Okay. And all it is is because then how many times do you give your cell phone number out? Nowadays, you know, like if you do anything, you open up any kind of account or anything like that, they want your cell phone number and email address, right? That's what they want. Okay. We got to take a break at 625. Westplex 107.1. Is that song about you, Shelly? Bad girls? No? <laughs> Only on days that end with Y. <laughs> Only on days end. Why? It is six thirty four. It's BS in the morning. I'm Shelley. She's Brad. Web address for the radio station is uh, Westplex one zero seven one dot com. The morning show address is is uh, BS in the morning dot show. And you know what? I have a new one. I have a new one. What's that? What does Shelley take with her when she goes out in the morning? Would she rather carry twenty pounds of batteries or a rolled up solar panel? Which would she do? Would you rather have twenty pounds of batteries or a rolled up solar panel? And by the way, 
I got flack from the smartest woman in the world yesterday. I listened to that speech of hers. That's Kamala Harris giving the uh, Naval Academy uh, commencement speech. Right. It just is bizarre. It's just weird. That's what she was talking about on the battlefield. You need you, you either you know the modern warrior. She was talking about because she would know. Well, but but once again, it's going like you know. I need to call up some of my. I you know if my dad was still alive, dad. Have you ever carry 20 pounds of batteries on the battlefield? No. Why the hell would anybody want to do that? That would be his response. I know. You know, because once again, my dad was in combat. He would know these kind of things. Now, it was World War II, but still. You know, you watch these things on TV. You you know, you can see all these videos. Matter of fact, there's all these guys, you know, that are regular GIs and stuff like that that carry their GoPros with them. And then they're like, they upload their, their, their video of like, you know, combat and things like that and i'm going like i don't ever see any guy with 20 pounds of batteries i don't see anybody with a roll up roll up show uh, a solar panel i don't get that just didn't make any sense you know i don't know but i thought it was fun don't you think it's fun what she says would she rather carry 20 pounds of batteries or a rolled up solar panel which would it be shelly you know what <laughs> i i prefer the rolled up solar panel but i still don't know <laughs> But what I would use it for out on the field of battle. Well, I guess charge your phone. You know, you can do that. You can charge your phone with it. But you're not supposed to have your phone out in the battlefield anyway, right? You remember remember that, was, that, that was that big controversy. I don't know if you remember this or not. About a couple of years back that, uh, that uh, uh, the, the soldiers, when they were on base all over the country, a lot of them were, like, doing exercise and using their Fitbit. And the, the Japanese, not the Japanese, the, the Chinese and the Russians were tracking them. Because of the fact that they would hack into the Fitbit servers and they would they would know where these guys and gals were, you know they were like I'm going like that's sort of creepy, you know they know where our soldiers are, uh, very creepy. Yeah. Anyway, um, I heard something the other day which I thought was fascinating. Uh, once again, I don't know if you know this or not. For, for for a long time, China had this rule in effect that you can only have one kid. Did you ever hear about this? I, yes. It was a rule that you, as a married couple... And it was hopefully a boy. Yeah, well, but the, but see, this is what's interesting, is that there were, um, and this is sort of sad, there were women along, you know, women and men, they, for them, and you're right, exactly, most of the Chinese people wanted to have a boy, and as a result of that, there's a tremendous uneven uh, distribution between uh, girls and boys now, men and women. There's, so about four years ago, they changed the rule to two... And just recently, they changed it to three because their demographers have you know, looked into the future and thought, oh, we're going to have some problems. And they're essentially saying that by cutting, by holding the, the birth rate to one and then even two, that still they're having a problem with, and I guess you call it selective abortions. In other words, if, you know, nowadays with, with all the different, uh, you know, equipment and stuff, what do you call it, sonogram? Is that what you do when you... Why are we talking about this? No, no, no. But the idea being is that... that uh, why are we talking about this? Because I find it fascinating that a country that, you know, nowadays you can't say anything bad about the Chinese, and yet it's a totally screwed up country. You know, it's to the point where, like, you know, the whole deal with Dr. Fauci, oh, we can't say anything bad about China. You know, it's like the deal where I, I talked about the John Cena thing, where he talked about he talked about Taiwan as a country, and the Chinese people say, if you don't retract what you said, we're never going to allow you to come to China again. We're not going to play any of your movies. We're not going to allow you to come here and do promotional tours. And he came on, came on TV the next day in, in Mandarin Chinese apologizing. I didn't really mean to say that Taiwan was... I mean, who wants to live in a country like that? 
But yet, in the United States, you know, I mean, if you get married, like, you know, like if, if a young couple gets married nowadays, they want to have 10 kids, they can have 10 kids. If they want to have no kids, they can have no kids, right? Yes. Don't you think it's it's to the point where, like, and, and, and what I guess scares me a little bit is that even in the United States, we get to the point where if you ask people, if you randomly select 10 people that you know, and you ask them the question, okay, who's your state rep, who's your U.S. rep, who's your state senator, who's your U.S. senator, go through the whole thing. If you ever talk to the county, uh, the, if you live in a county, who's your, who, you know, if you live in a city, who's the mayor, you know, who's the alderman of your ward, whatever. That's funny that you mention all that because they're having a political summit. It's, it's this uh, morning, right. We should, it we is should. this morning over at Old Hickory. But the point, and it's it's a chamber collective. But the point I'm making is that nobody knows, or should hardly anybody knows who these people. And these people are running your life. They're the ones that are putting laws into effect on a federal, state, local, county basis, and nobody knows who they are. And furthermore, for the most part, nobody cares who they are. And it's to the point where it's like, God, that's sad. They could put a rule into effect that, you know, every morning you have to do 20 jumping jacks before you can take a shower. And if you don't do your 20 jumping jacks, you don't do a video of that, and the police are going to come throw you in jail. And people go like, well, they'd never do that. How do you know? <laughs> you don't know what they do because you don't police even, can do anything they want to do. <laughs> you don't even know who they are. You don't even know who the, these people are. Anyway, you, you, didn't th- you don't think that was interesting about the Chinese people, that now that you can have three kids? Why did you not want to talk about that? Why does that bother you? It wasn't that it bothered me. I just didn't want to talk about selective abortions. Well, th- but that's what they did. I mean, it's a, it's a known I fact. I don't care. Because, I don't want to talk about it. Because they wanted boys. Everybody wanted boys. I know. They. I. I well, I'm not even going to go into it because I don't want to talk about it. It's not a good, because, good subject to talk about on a Friday morning. Because the Chinese culture still appreciates manhood. Whereas in the United States, you can't say it anymore. <laughs> what do you call it? Toxic, toxic <laughs> yeah. masculinity. You can't say a lot of things you, anymore. You can't. You can't be. A, uh, can't. You can't scratch and spit anymore. That's what it comes down to. Which I think is just like <laughs> wrong because it's a thing. <laughs> I have to tell you a funny story from. I won't tell tell you who it is. You know who it is, and she's a she's a she's a real spark plug. And I was at the meeting yesterday. And she made her presentation, and she talked about how, I mean, and once again, she's in her 70s, and she talks about how, how discriminatory life has been against women, and it was pretty interesting, because I mean, once again, this is why I grew up, it's like listening to my mom talk. My mom was like that. My mom hated the fact that she was in education. She could never be anything more than, than a department chairperson. She could never be a principal or assistant principal or superintendent, whatever, because women didn't have those jobs. Well, that's changed. Anyway, this lady told the story about how she became a, go- a good pool player, and her goal in life was to go into pool halls that didn't allow women. <laughs> Are there pool halls well, still there, that don't allow women? There used to be, not anymore. Well, I knew that. Yeah, yeah, but that was her thing, and she talked about how she put together a group of women who got to be real good pool players, and they went into some pool hall, once they would city it is, and they sort of went in one day and go, okay, we're here to show you men how to play pool, and they beat the men, and the men got ticked. I'm thinking to myself, you go, girl. <laughs> I'm loving it. I'm thinking to myself, man, this is this is the way women should be. Instead, we have That's women. That's the way women are. Instead, we have women who ask the question: Would she rather carry twenty pounds of batteries or a rolled up solar? Which would it be, Shelley? 
I, again, would do the rolled-up solar panel. Okay, 643. Westplex 107.1, 649, Friday morning, Hot Shell Gray. You know what? Those guys are country singers. Did you know that? I did not. I wouldn't have been able to tell. Yeah, it was interesting because of the fact that they're like... They had no twang at all. Well, I know what's interesting is that, that they put that song together... It's sort of a joke, and I can't remember. They they had a band. There were like two brothers or something like that in the band, and um, they opened up for several. Uh, they were on a couple big tours last not not last year, a couple years ago. I remember reading the story about how they were at at Riverport, and they played that song, and people were going like, "What are they doing playing that song?" And they talked about, "Hey, we, believe it or not, we do pop stuff as well too." And we we, we we formed this group called Hot, I still don't know how to sell Hot, Shelly Ray or whatever. It's H-O-T, where is it? C-H-E-L-L-E-R-A-E, Hot Shelly Ray. I'll call it Hot Shelly Ray, okay? And I'm going like, okay. I'm going like, there's no twang in there. You know, it's just like the thing like Marin Morris is the point where, where she yes. sings, where she sings, uh, you know, in the middle and like, okay. The first time I heard it go like, that's Marin Morris. Somebody said, that's Marin. I go, no, it's not. Because she's got like she's got like uh, the guy that I really like is uh, what's his name? Um, he was at the Town Country Fair years ago, and man, he's got some. He's got the ultimate twang voice. I mean, some of the country guys, you know, have like a little bit of twang. He's got the real twang. Uh, can't remember his name. Anyway, I'll remember it. Okay. Yesterday, I'm driving around. Okay, and I'm taking shocker. care of some business. Yeah, shocker. And I'm listening to a national talk show. And once again, I punch the buttons when I'm driving around. I listen to music. I listen to WIL. I listen to The Point. I listen to Casey. Uh, I listen to uh, talk radio. I listen to KWMU, which, by the way, don't send them any money. Uh, boycott, uh, defund KWMU. Don't defund the police. Defund KWMU. And I was listening to 97.1. And they have uh, Brian, um, Brian Kilmeade on, but he's got a fill-in host, this lady by the name of Mary Walters. And this guy calls up and it catches my attention because he says he's a traveling salesman and he travels all over the country and he wonders why none of the McDonald's are back open again inside. And I'm thinking to myself, you know, I've wondered that myself because they're in the St. Louis area. Most of the places you he's can... He's got a valid question. Yes. And he said he travels all over the country and he said within the last week he's been in three cities. He said he was in Miami. He says none of the McDonald's have reopened inside. He says in the entire country. He says, and he does this huh. on purpose. Now it's to the point where wherever he gets, goes to a city, he gets in his car, in a rental car, and he drives around, looks for, looks for McDonald's because he eats there, and that they're all closed. I mean, in other words, you can go through the drive-thru, but he says some of them you can go inside and order. I've done that. I did that on the one at Fifth Street in St. Charles. But he says most of them you can't even go inside. They're locked. And he asked the question, why is this? Is this a McDonald's corporate policy? So you know what she did? No. She makes fun of him for eating fast food. And she says, I haven't been in a fast food restaurant in 20 years. Thinking to myself, snob. You know? I mean, these food snobs <laughs> just... They, Considering that's your... That's your well, uh, they, you've made that your you know, food of choice. That would be like me saying, I would never go in a Starbucks. That's terrible. People who, who go Starbucks, they're, they're, they're communists. They're terrible people. They probably, they probably don't tip the barista. They probably, they probably park their cars in the, in the, in the, in the handicap zones. They're terrible people. They probably go to Walmart and steal things. Okay, well, once again, I'm making these broad sweeping generalizations. So then she goes on and she says to him, and this is sort of funny, you get a kick out of this. I'm thinking to myself, boy, she's beating up with this guy. She's, and this guy brought up a valid point. She turns it into, wow, fast food's terrible. I would never eat fast food. And then she says, 
why don't you eat something uh, more? Uh, why don't you eat something different than what an eight-year-old would eat? <laughs> I'm going like. <laughs> did Did you relate to that? Oh, exactly. I get <laughs> I get called out that all the time. People go, "You eat like a six-year-old. You eat like a twelve-year-old." Yeah, and the problem with that is, you know, <laughs> once again, oh, it's why I stay young because I eat young food. I don't eat old crap like you eat. You know, I mean, all the- you eat young food. Isn't that Chinese? Young food, yeah. <laughs> you go, <laughs> but but I'm thinking to myself, uh, you know, once again, and you know, and here's the interesting thing. Okay, you can make fun of me because I eat weird food. You know, I mean, not weird food. I eat fast food all the time. But yet, you know, you can't say something about well, well, he's he's transsexual. Whoa, whoa, you can't say that. That's not you can't. That's not right. What does that have to do with you? Eating your food. But once again, it's, it's okay to make fun of people for certain things. I took offense to that. I'm thinking to myself, what, you know, what does she, what does she eat? You know, think about that. If she says, I haven't been to a fast food place in 20 years, what, where does she go? Where does she go for lunch? Where she go and for And who dinner? is this that said this to you? She was a lady on, on she was, she's a fill-in talk show host on Fox News. Uh, or she's on. So she wasn't talking to you. She was talking to this man. This guy calls up, and I I thought yeah. he had I had the the question. I thought he had a legitimate question. Why is it that none of the McDonald's, even though pretty much everything's back to normal, you know, for the most part, why is that none of the McDonald's are open inside? And and he talked about this, and she just went off in this total. And you know, I'm to me, I'm thinking to myself, you know, that's an interesting question. Why is that? Well, you know, is that a corporate policy? Is McDonald's saying we're not going to open up our restaurants, we're not going to open up our dining rooms? And she takes it. Well, why are you going to fast food places? Me, 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 me. You know, and she like dissed the guy. I'm thinking to myself, okay, the guy had a legitimate question. You know, he I mean, did, yeah, he, you know, he really did, right? And he had the evidence because he's a traveling sales guy. He travels all over the country, talks about how he's been from coast to coast and there's not one McDonald's and, he, and like for the example in the St. Louis area I will tell the story that Shelly and I was it like two three weeks ago we did something very bad <laughs> remember that <laughs> we went into a McDonald's and we sat at a table and ate we squatted <laughs> we sat at a table and ate and because of the fact that all the tables had things that it says you know you can't eat here you know you go in and order your food this one you could walk in and order your food but all the tables were marked with like, "Don't sit here, don't sit here." Some of them had like, like that caution tape across the they tables. They didn't have those there on the one table we sat at. We go, "Hey, look, this table's open. Let's sit here and eat." And we did. And yeah, I know that, but the other tables didn't have "Don't sit here." That they did. The one behind us, they had things on all the tables. Remember, they had they had that caution. But that, that's not what it said, though. But they had caution tape across all the the high top seats. Remember that they had the so you couldn't yeah, sit there. Yeah, I don't know about that, but you couldn't sit there but we did we god i felt like such a rebel and the manager <laughs> the manager was like doing the curbside delivery or the people who went through the drive-thru that had too long of an order and they had to come around to the front and the manager yeah. when she was going in and out you know delivering the food to these people like in the drive-thru you know uh parking spaces she was giving us the stink eye remember that I wouldn't know that because my back was to the door. <laughs> she was every time she went by. Of she looked at she it like, was. Looked at because then other people started sitting down. I'm like, <sighs> herd mentality. But now we're going to get in trouble because we sparked these people, and they're <laughs> they're sitting down at the tables they're not supposed to sit at. We should have we should have asked. I should have said, "Hey, ma'am, just out of curiosity, why can't you eat inside McDonald's?" Because I mean, most of the places, like now, some of the places in St. Louis County. 
you still can't eat inside. I don't know why that is. I don't think Sam Page is going to come and arrest you or anything like that. But like in St. Charles County, you know, Freddy's, Culver's, all those places. You know, I mean, except for McDonald's. You know, you can't go eating inside. Anyway, next hour, I have an interesting story that, unfortunately, once again, another black eye for the St. Louis area. And what's really interesting, this is a national story, but a lot of people are not talking about it because of our particular instance with this story. And it's something when I say to you, you're not going to believe it, you're going to go like, that. You know, he's making this up again. All I'll say is turkey leg riot. Okay? Turkey leg what? Riot. Turkey leg riot. Okay? Okay. Next hour, we're going to talk about the turkey leg riot. And then also, I've got an interview next hour. And this is going to you be... You do? I do. And what's sort of interesting about this is i got a feeling this guy's not going to be happy with me. We've got an attorney that I'm going to talk to at about 7.30 who works for a law firm in Chicago. And believe it or not, I think what they're doing is totally bogus. And I'm just going to confront him. See what he said. You're going to do this on the air? Oh, yeah. 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 Does he know this? Well, here's the deal. I get an email yesterday from their PR person. Hey, uh-huh. Because they're bragging about you know, another lawsuit. I don't want to, you know, I want to, I want to tell you enough where you stay listening for the next 30, 40 minutes. They're, 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 they've already sued a company, a local company. They've sued a local company and they're soon, they're going to sue more. They're going to sue more companies because of, not because of any damages or any injuries or anything like that, because of, of what happened. It, it, uh, it scared people. And they're they're suing people because they these people got scared, and it's not right that they got scared. Okay, that's <laughs> next hour. Yes. Okay, it's six fifty nine. Westplex one hundred seven point one. I should have played one more song, don't you think? Are you there, Shelley? Of course, there. I'm here. Oh, okay. Why do you always ask me that? Because. I ask, I said, I say something and I ask you, I said, what do you think, Shelly? And it's like 1,001, 1,002, 1,003. Oh, yeah, I'm here, Brad. <laughs> you there? Yeah, I was coughing. I'm so sorry. Okay. Please forgive me. We're not allowed to cough. Um, I'm sorry? I said you're not allowed to cough. That's not allowed. Well, it's better than coughing on the air. No, I like coughing on the air. But you know you okay. have okay. Anyway, moving on. You have to put your mask on when you cough in the air; otherwise, the germs will go through your microphone. They'll come through the equipment. They'll go out to the transmitter, and, then I'd be and they'll contagious. and they'll come out through people's speakers in their cars. True, yes. true story. I wouldn't kid you about that. A strange glowing <laughs> ooze. Okay, so I heard about this. And I thought to myself, I don't know if this is for real or not. And what's really interesting about it is it's really been sort of not really covered very extensively is a turkey leg riot at Six Flags this past weekend. Have you heard about this at all? Uh-uh. <sighs> you know, once again, this is one of these weird stories where you go like, okay, is this for real? Is this bogus? Here's the story. And it's really sort of hard to find this video. You have to really search for it. Supposedly, a group of, shall we call them, young people who went to Six Flags this past weekend, and I'm still not exactly sure. And what's interesting, for a while, you couldn't even figure out which Six Flags it was. And I've seen a couple videos now that specifically say Six Flags St. Louis, which is actually Six Flags in Eureka, that what happened was 
in one area of the park. You know, they have like little little food kiosks and they have like little food, like, I don't know, what, food carts, you know what I'm talking about? Right, right. Okay, and there was a food cart that was selling turkey legs. And a bunch of guys decided they were going to, they were going to gang up on this person who was selling the turkey legs out of this cart and they were going to push the, the turkey leg cart over for whatever reason, I don't know. And they just decided they were going to sort of bum rush this person who was working the turkey cart, the turkey leg cart, and they're going to push this turkey leg cart over. And they did it near an area where there was like an embankment. So in other words, like they pushed the cart over and the cart went down a hill and all the turkey legs <laughs> and all the turkey legs went flying off. Okay. Well, oh that, my. that's the beginning of the story. Then it turns out that once they, and once again, why would they do this? I guess just to be, hey, hey let's go turn over the turkey leg cart. You know, uh, once they did it, the turkey legs went over. And then everybody rushed over and they grabbed a turkey leg. And they're grabbing oh. a turkey leg and they're running away with the turkey leg. So security's called and security shows up. And there's two different videos of this up. Both of them, the person who is recording the video is like laughing. Ah, oh, look at this. Isn't this funny? Ah, oh, they turned over the turkey leg. Oh, look at people are grabbing. You know, and at one point in time, it's supposedly the woman who is doing the video was like, hey, man, give me a turkey leg. Give me a turkey leg. You can hear her. Well, then the police show up. Well, not the police, the security people. And they start rounding up these people that turned over the turkey leg cart and stole turkey legs. And then the crowd gets ticked because of the fact that they're, oh, my God, getting in trouble for a, knocking over a, you know, a food and beverage cart at Six Flags, and B, stealing the food off the cart. Okay? Okay. So, what do you think? And there's a reason that nobody has touched the story. Why? Uh, I'm not going to necessarily say. If you watch the we'll video, say. if you watch the video, you can figure it out. Why? Because everybody, all the people that did it are black. Oh, I see. So it's a racial thing. So nobody will touch this story because of the fact it's like, it's like oh. And, and not only that, supposedly they did grab a couple guys and handcuff them. And I believe the Eureka police took them away. And I, don't, if I, I, I need to follow up on this because, once again, you can't find the story anywhere. It's like it's like I searched it on the post dispatch. I searched it. I'm going okay. And at first, I wasn't even sure it was St. Louis. And, and how can they scrub the internet like that? Well, it's not that they scrub the internet. It's that that you know I, pretty close. Well, near. I, I don't know. Here, I mean, if you if I type in if I and if in in in, I'll I will just tell you this. Right, put type in turkey leg, turkey leg riot. Okay, and what you'll get is. When you see this, it's turkey leg riot and was put up two days, two days ago. Turkey leg rampage, stealing turkey legs, madness at Six Flags. Uh, astonishing. Um, there's a bunch of different, and, and here's, here's, uh, here's a Reddit post. Craziness at St. Louis Six Flags, turkey leg riot. Okay, two days ago. Uh, let me see what it says here. Yeah, they uh, have a video of it. I know, that's the video. And um, And what's interesting about it is, is that, there's a bunch of comments, and what's interesting is, if you go into Reddit, craziness at St. Louis Six Flags, Turkey Leg Riot, all the comments have been removed. There's, there's, no, they have not. I, Shelly, I'm do a screenshot of this. I'll do a screenshot of this right I, now. I, I'm on the page, Brad. On the I'm Reddit, fine. On the Reddit page? Do you see it? 
Yeah. Are you in the Reddit page? The comments yeah. are all removed. Every last one of them. Removed, Including removed. communities, keeping communities safe, civil, and true to their purpose. Right. Removed, 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 removed. And the reason being is it was a bunch of black kids that did it. And I'm going like, now hold on a minute now. You know, if it was a bunch of white kids, I'd go like, you know what? You white kids, you did bad. You shouldn't have done that. You know? And, and but yet, once again, it's one of these things now. It's like, okay, we can't talk about this. You know, and it's like the thing like with, if you know this thing that's going on in the city of St. Louis with Trish, Trish I can't get her name out because my tooth is screwed up, Tashara Jones. There's this big fight between her and Nick Schroyer. You know who Nick Schroyer is? You know him. You've met him before. I do. He's the, yes. he's uh, 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 the O'Fallon, uh, Missouri area, uh, Missouri state rep. And he's essentially calling out Tashara Jones, essentially saying, look, you got problems in the city of St. Louis. You won't deal with them because you're trying to cut down the police. You're trying to cut the police's budget. And she's going, no, we're, we're doing fine. Everything's fine. Everything's great. We're not having any problems in the city of St. Louis. And he's going like, oh, because what he wants to do is he wants to put the Missouri legislature back in special session because they finished a couple weeks ago. He wants to put it back, back in special session to essentially pass a law in the state of Missouri that cities cannot defund their police departments because already Kansas City's doing it and Missouri, uh, St. Louis is trying to do it in the whole bit. And she's saying, hey, nothing to see here. No problem here. And he's going like, yeah, right. You know, murder, 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 shooting, 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 shooting. And I think the thing that probably got everybody's attention was the infamous, uh, was it two, three weekends ago, where they jumped on top of the police car and they were doing, they were dancing on top of the police car on Wash Ave with the cop inside. And they're Here? trying. Yes. Didn't you, didn't you know about this one? Uh, no. Oh, yeah. Why did I don't watch the news? Oh, my God. It's, 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 it's one of these things you can look at, you go like, okay, this is really getting bad. It was Wash Ave. It was at a bunch of guys. Or, you know, I think it was women as well too. They got there was a police officer sitting on Wash Ave, like sitting in his car, and they all jumped on the roof of his car and started twerking on the roof of his car and were trying to break out the windshield. And and he just sat in the car, did nothing. You know, like okay, what they were I twerking on his car. They were on. I'd see if I can find the video. I'm I'm going like, and nothing happened to any of them. Nothing happened to any of them. I mean, none, nobody was arrested. Okay, now think about that for a minute, okay? Let's move out from downtown St. Louis. Let's move out 20 miles west, okay? Let's say you and I decide to go to uh, there on, uh, was that, Tom Geneva Road where the St. Charles County Police Station is. You know what I'm talking about? Right there in Tom Geneva, a couple, you know, couple blocks down from uh, T.R. Hughes Stadium, whatever they call Car Shield Field. There's the St. Charles County Police Station right there, okay? If you and I decide, hey, let's go out to the St. Charles County Police Station, let's get on top of a squad car with a police officer in it, let's jump up and down the roof of the car and try to knock the windshield out. What do you think is going to happen to Shelly and Brad? <laughs> uh-huh. Where where are we going to end up next? We're going to end up... Where, oh, where is Shelly and Brad today? <laughs> we're going to end up in a cell down on 2nd Street in downtown St. Charles. That's where Pretty we're going to end up. Yes. We're going to be in jail because you don't jump on top of police cars. You don't jump on the roof and dance on top of the roof. You haven't seen this video? See, I have not. Let me see if I can find it and send it to you. So I'm saying, and see, once again, the situation is, you think I'm making this up. And this is the thing that bothers me. This is the thing that bothers me because, and once again, a guy that at the time, one of my professors, when I was going to college, who we didn't like, who we didn't like because he made us think. 
He was in our face. He was this European dude, Dr. Camille Winter from Czechoslovakia, had this real thick Czechoslovakian accent, who got in our face and challenged us to be good journalists and challenged us to no matter what side of the story we, we personally favored, we would tell an unbiased story. And we would tell the whole story. We'd find all the facts. We wouldn't hide anything. We would tell everybody what we knew, and we'd do the best of our ability to get to the bottom of the story and show that story. Okay? I'm looking at Reddit right now, and I, once again, I'm looking at it, this thing about the turkey leg ride at Six Flags, all the comments, remove, 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 because they don't I want... I know, and now it says it's been locked. Right, right. They're, they're, they're canceling this news because, once again, it was... Somebody a, scrubbed the internet. Right, and because of the fact that, that it's like, it's like okay, you know, and, and once again, I... When I heard about this, I guess it was Tuesday or Wednesday, I've been researching this story ever since. I can't find anything on it. I didn't even, at first, I didn't even know if it was St. Louis or not. I would just see Six Flags, and it wouldn't say which Six Flags. And then finally, it's, uh, some of the things up there said Six Flags St. Louis. Once again, nobody will talk about this. It's like, okay, we can't talk about that. You know, we're just not going to talk about that. And I'm like, okay, why is That's that? That's kind of like how I am. I don't want to talk about it. Well, Let's not talk well here, about here. It. Let's see if I can find the video. Um, um, I'm just do a quick search on YouTube. Um, I'll just type in search. I'll go. I'll, I'll put in here. I go um, wash. I put wash av people dance on police. Okay, let's see what happens. Videos, yeah, here's here's uh, video shows people dancing on top of St. Louis police car in Washington Avenue one week ago. Uh, and I'm watching. Yeah, she's rowdy crowd, blah, 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 blah. The video is like there's. And the video is, is a bunch of people. I shouldn't laugh because it is sort of sad. They're on the roof of this car, and the poor cop's inside. He's not doing anything. You know why he's not doing anything? Because he's afraid of doing anything. How sad has it gotten to the point where the police won't do anything because they're afraid of what might happen to them? You know? I mean, it's to the point where, like, you know, I don't get that. They're probably, he's probably in there on the radio going, <laughs> I am under siege. <laughs> <laughs> he's probably he's probably talking to his lieutenant. Lieutenant, when I come back to the office, I'm going to turn in my resignation. I've had, yeah. <laughs> I'm done with this job. I mean, you know, and and they wonder why they can't find police officers. You know, yesterday I get a call, and I don't know if this is going to happen or not. I don't know if I told you about this. I wrote a commercial for a guy yesterday, a company, and I won't say the name of the company because I, I don't want to. You know, I don't want to because I don't know if this is officially. Call them out. Well, it's not calling them out. He called me, and they want to do an ad on the radio for an employment ad. They have 50 positions available, five zero, 50 positions available. And I'm reading them. You know, he sends me bullet points. He says he wants me to write a, a script and say, hey, we really have never done radio before. We'd like to hear what you can do with this. We're thinking about doing some ads in your station. Okay, fine. I said, send me some bullet points. So he sent me the bullet points. I'm thinking to myself, after reading the bullet points, I'm thinking to myself, i got to apply for this job. It's, it's a manufacturing company. And they start you out at at, at least thirteen to fourteen dollars an hour. Um, there's is that RB? No, it's shift 
shift differential, and they they're working three shifts. This is this is a huge company in the St. Louis area that nobody knows about. Once again, if you mention this company's name, people go never heard of them before. But it's a big monster company. Matter of fact, what they do is they're like one of the the largest in the country, right here in the St. Louis area. Okay, and. All the benefits to the point where you know you work inside. It's air conditioned. It's heated. No experience necessary. They 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 train you and then get this flexible what? shifts where to the point where you can go on your phone. They have an app that you download on your phone and you decide when you work and you don't even have to work a full shift. You can say, okay, I'm going to come in Monday and work from four to four to eight. Fine. You put on you know you click on that. Okay, fine, good. Come in, you work four to eight on Monday. Then, then you know, tomorrow, hey, I'm not doing anything Tuesday. I can work all day long. Okay, I'm going to work from eight o'clock in the morning till four in the afternoon. Fine, you know, boom, boom. I mean, you're calling your own hours, and plus, and get this, twenty five hundred dollars sign on bonus, twenty five hundred bucks through the recruiter. No, through the company. The company's paying you if you sign on and you go through the training and you stay at least a month. You get twenty five hundred dollars. There's there's an add on right now. There's an add on right now for 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 Uber Eats drivers. I've heard this in two or three different radio stations. They're saying if you sign up to be an Uber Eats driver, and you do ten successful deliveries, you get a two hundred fifty dollar bonus. I'm going like, you could probably do that in a day. I mean, if like if, you know if it, if you do like Uber Eats, especially like if you're in an area like Chesterfield or something like that, because you know there's a gazillion you know food places out in Chesterfield Valley. And, you know, and, and there's all sorts of offices. At lunchtime, I bet you could do 10 Uber Eats deliveries in one day just out in Chesterville Valley. And you get 250 bucks bonus. I'm going like, nobody wants to work anymore. And to the point where it's like, it's like I've... Did, you heard that, and you probably did because you probably told me this, but my stepson, my bonus kid, uh, verified it, that they're stopping unemployment. Yeah. Matter of fact, uh, uh, well, the, the, the additional money that the state get, was getting from the feds, it stops, I believe, Sunday. This is the last week. So, But the, really, the real unemployment doesn't stop. Yeah. It was a bonus. It's like, in other words, it was like you get the state money, and this was federal money on top of it. And once again, I mean, it was to the point where, I, I don't know if it was true or not, uh, somebody told me that you could make almost $800 a week on unemployment in Missouri if you got the Missouri stuff and the federal bonus. And remember... There when, are people that... I said, why are they doing that? He said, so people will go back to work. But that's <laughs> exactly the reason. And if you remember, yeah. Joe Biden was asked this question about like, hey, you know, is it true that... And he, oh, no, that's not true. He denied it. I'm going, and, you know, once again, talk to anybody who runs a business. They'll tell you the same story. Why should people come to work when they're making more money sitting at home watching Netflix? You know, I mean, why why should they come to work? Now, they're weirdos like me that would show up. I'm, you know, because I don't want to sit at home watching Netflix all day long. You know, I want to work. I would actually go as well. I, I want to work. I don't want to sit around. You know, I mean, you know, because I I I I'm you know that's just the way I'm I'm wired. You know, I mean, you know, it's funny people make fun of me because you know what I love to buy. You know what my favorite thing to buy is. Cable ties? Tools. I love tools. And what do you do well, with... Well, yeah, that's because you're a dude. What do you do with tools? You work with them. I you love... collect them no. is what you do. No, you don't collect them. You have a oh, tool... Oh, really? How, yeah. many, how many screwdrivers do you have? I don't know. 
bunch, uh-huh. but I lose them all the wrenches? time. How many wrenches? You know, I lost How- my... I lost my good knife. You know, my, 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 my cool knife, my Milwaukee The one knife. that goes... Yeah, I don't know what happened to it. I lost it. You'll find it again. No. You've already lost it once. Yeah, I know, but this time I lost it. I I'm, haven't had it for like a week now. I'm going like, what the heck happened to my knife? It's my little utility well, it's knife. it's not in my stuff. I, well, I don't know what happened to it. I, I can remember the last time I used it, and I went there, and it's not there. I, no, normally I'll set a tool down or something like that, because I use that stupid thing almost every single day. It's great to have that little, I get a, it's a little utility knife. You know, like you, open, you get a box, you open a box open, you know, like if you, you know, you need to trim something, you know, bang, you flip your knife open and you can trim it. You know, I'm, I was always using that stupid little knife. I bought it like, remember we, we saw the tower crew use one of those. I thought to myself, yep, yep. I got to have, too. I got to have I one of those. I and I'm like, you're gonna get one of those. Aren't you? <laughs> I did. I have one two I'm days like, later. You like that, I, I have one two days like, later. Yeah, I buddy. I gotta have one of those. I gotta have one of those knives. I gotta have one of those knives. <laughs> and it was cool. <laughs> and, and he got himself a knife. And it was only twelve dollars. That's the best part of it. It wasn't a real expensive knife. I'm like, and I had Just it. Just buy yourself another one. It's but, twelve bucks. You know, here's the crazy thing. They don't make that model anymore. The models now are like... The one that opens up like... No, it's the same. It looks like the same knife, but it's not. It's different. It's made cheaper. The one I had had like a little compartment and you put spare blades in it and stuff like that. They, they, don't have, they don't make that model anymore. They make like a real crappy model, that knife. It's not the same thing. So, you know, once again, it's like, you know, once upon a time, you got a good tool and then you buy it 10 years later and it's junk, you know, because, because it's made in China. I'm, I, I hate to say that, but that's the, that's the problem. It's made in China. Remember you and I saw when the top, remember the one tower crew? You and I talked about this. There's a sign. They were doing work on one of our towers. And yep. and Shelly and I were there watching these guys work. And there was a sign on the back of the truck that had all the their rigging gear and their safety harnesses and stuff like that. And a big sign on the back of the truck said, No Chinese hardware. And I go, What does that mean? I said to one of the guys, I go, What does that sign mean? He says, Oh, it's Chinese hardware, it's junk. I go, what do you mean Chinese? He's just like, the rigging stuff, like the stuff we use, like the safety belts and things like that. The stuff from China is like, you know, and he, and he said, remember he said, he said they fake the safety certificates. It's not really, you know, UL certified and ANSI certified and stuff like that. It's all bogus. It's, you know, they just stamp a stamp on it. It's, you know, whatever, you know, whatever the organization that, that they need to have on. They just stamp the stamp. They don't get it tested. You know, nobody ever says anything because it's from China. You know, don't say anything bad about China. Those people are good over there. We love them. They're going to take over the world, and we're all going to be, you know, be uh, speaking Mandarin. But, you know, we love them. They're great. Well, they already did uh, <laughs> shake the world up. Right. Okay, we got to go. My next break, we'll have the attorney. i got to make sure i got his phone number here. Um, I don't know how this is going to go, and I'm just going to essentially say to him, "Okay, explain." Did you reach out to him? They reached out to me. They, oh, really? It was a, they, the lady sent me an email, and she said, "Would you like to have one of our attorneys call on, come on and talk about our latest case?" And I go, "Yes, I would." <laughs> and so we, we went back. He's and, like, "Yeah, we went back. We went back and forth in email yesterday, and and I've got the name of a guy. My uh, guy's uh, the law firm is coming up next. Clifford Law Offices partner Richard Burke." And he says, uh, uh, Clifford Law Office's partner, Richard Burke, will be expecting your call around 7.30 tomorrow morning. At, and I got his phone number. And, and they are suing Boeing. They're suing Boeing and they're suing um, General Electric and a bunch of other people because of an accident where nobody got hurt. Nobody, nobody broke a fingernail. Nobody get, no, nothing. Nothing happened to Not nobody. Not even a blister? No, nothing. Nothing happened to anybody. And they're suing all. And they're suing, and there's like this. this here, let me see. I'll, I'll read you the, the, the press release. This is what she says. 
Clifford Law Office has filed two more lawsuits in Illinois against United Airlines, now totaling nine, on behalf of two women who were on a flight that took off from Denver when one of the engines exploded and caught fire, forcing the aircraft to return to the airport on February 20th, 2021. Okay? A couple months ago. And they're suing United Airlines. And they're suing, I believe they're also suing Boeing and General Electric, but main ones, United Airlines, for the fact that they're their people were scared. Huh. You think I'm kidding? Wait till you hear the guy. And I don't know how long he's going to stay in here with us. He may realize that I'm not Mr. Friendly. When I ask these questions, he may say, I'm sorry, we don't, we can't talk anymore. But you don't use that useless journalism degree. Well, but once again. Oh, I mean, and by the way, they sent, dreams, Mike Monkey. What's that? They sent, they sent. The, and what's interesting is the reason it caught my attention, the women that they're representing are both from Missouri, and they're both from Raymore, Missouri. It says Cynthia Pugh, 61. Did you drive up there? Yeah, that's where I got my, my, my yeah, uh, COVID yeah. shots at. Yeah, okay. We've got to take a break. It is 725. Westplex. Okay. That's what I said. Westplex 107.1. She you just always won- have women <laughs> in- interrupting you. <laughs> that is the case. And you know what? <laughs> I, I, I don't mind at all. I don't mind at all. I just don't, don't mind. It's one and of those we things. don't mind interrupting well, you, so we're it's, even. It's like, it's, you know, it's like what Joe Biden says. You know what Joe Biden says? Remember Joe Biden's quote, my famous quote from Joe Biden. Hold on a minute. I, gotta, I can't play it right now because my machine's messed up. Anyway, it is 734. I, uh, it is BS in the morning. I'm Shelly. She's Brad. Uh, I told you we we're going to have a special guest on the phone this morning. We have yes, uh, Richard we're Burke. Uh, Mr. Burke, good morning. How are you doing? Good morning, Brad. I'm doing well. And you are with the law firm of uh, Clifford Law Offices in uh, Chicago, correct? That is correct, yes. Now, uh, here's where, where my curiosity came in. I got this this email from your uh, Pam uh, Meneker. Is that her name? Uh, is Yes, and and what is? Let me read you the the first uh, paragraph. It says Clifford Law Office filed two more lawsuits in Illinois against United Airlines, no totaling nine, on beh- behalf of two women who were on a flight that took off from Denver when one of its engines exploded and caught fire, forcing the aircraft to return to the airport on February twentieth, twenty twenty one. I do remember this because this made national news because pieces of that engine ended up all sorts of over the places of Denver. Correct? Uh, that is correct. Exactly. Yes, and. Uh some soccer fields, uh, as well as some uh, homes and soccer fields that it, literally it gets uh, practicing as well. So, uh, you know, it was a uh, very dangerous incident for not only the passengers, but people on the ground. Now, what caught my attention is the two more people that with the press release you sent out were from Raymore, Missouri. Now, I'll tell you why. <laughs> Raymore, uh, we're in the St. Louis area, and Raymore is on the other side of the state. And believe it or not, what caught my attention was Raymore, Missouri, because that's where I got my COVID shot at, believe it or not, because really? yeah, when, when, you know, I had to travel 240 miles to get a shot because at the time I couldn't find any place local, so I ended up Raymore. So I, for some reason, Raymore caught my attention. Now, these women, you are representing them, and essentially you are representing them for not any kind of, uh, you know, any injuries because no one on the flight was physically injured, correct? At least not that uh, we're aware of at the moment, but uh, they they have injuries which are referred to as emotional distress injuries, or oftentimes uh, uh, your listeners will be aware of uh, what's referred to as post traumatic stress disorder, and and that's basically a, um, a mental and emotional type uh, uh, disorder and stress that results from being involved in a very uh, terrifying incident such as this and um, you know in this case uh, basically an engine uh, caught on fire and uh, 
literally started uh, falling from the plane to the ground. The um, the burning engine was visible to passengers, and it literally uh, burned for almost the entire 24 minutes of the descent before the pilots uh, could get the plane on the ground. So that, that creates a uh, situation where our clients and uh, others certainly literally were um, thinking they were uh, heading to, de- to their death and uh, uh, a very traumatic, terrifying uh, 24 minutes in the air. So uh, that's the, the basis for the lawsuit. Okay, and, and the, the, the email I got says for personal pecuniary, uh, and, and I'll be honest with you, I don't even know what that word means. What pecuniary? Pecuniary just means uh, monetary damages because, for example, many of these folks will uh, have to seek some counseling and, uh, with therapists or psychologists, and that just refers to the cost of, of their treatment. Uh, or, for example, if they happen to have lost time from work, things like that. It's just a gen- general term uh, referring to financial uh, uh, losses. We're talking with Richard Burke, who's an attorney with the Clifford Law Offices in Chicago, and he's in the process of uh, suing United Airlines. Now, there are some people, and I'll be honest with you, myself included, saying, okay, the airline did a great job. They got this plane back on the ground. Nobody was injured. Why are you doing this? Well, because I, I think... Uh, I respectfully disagree that nobody was injured because they have sustained uh, emotional and uh, post-traumatic type uh, injuries, which are, are really can take a toll on people and have a, a bad effect uh, throughout the rest of their lives and affects their ability to fly. If you think about it, after you go through an incident like this, Every time these folks uh, even think about having to go on a trip, uh, it causes them stress and therefore minimizes the travel they they will take in the future. Every flight they literally go on, uh, they they are uh, frightened throughout the entire trip. Every sound they hear on a plane brings back the the memories of this uh, incident and. Even not when they're not on a plane, people and passengers who have been in these type of incidents, uh, there are different um, circumstances or occurrences just in everyday life that will cause them to think back about this incident. And uh, some of them have a very hard time dealing with it. They may hear a loud bang, such as what occurred here when the fan blades literally broke on this uh, engine. And... Um, uh, made a loud uh, explosion type noise when people hear hear that in everyday life that brings back memories of this and here, here's the, the uh, a very important point Brad is that this incident should never have occurred I mean these pilots yes did a, a admirable job of getting the plane back on the ground safely but the engine should not be catching fire they're the airline has to have plans and procedures in place for properly inspecting uh, their planes and engines and what what happens is they they have to test for metal fatigue and although this incident is still under investigation by the uh, NTSB the National Transportation Safety Board preliminary indications indicate that the um, fan blades literally broke 
Now, just out of curiosity, can I ask this question? How much are you? How much are you suing for? You know the. Um, in Illinois, you don't sue for a specific amount, and uh, that's probably, uh, I, I know people see uh, claims in newspapers and, and things that people are seeking certain amount. In Illinois, there's simply a, uh, uh, what's referred to as a jurisdictional amount in excess of $50,000. That That is simply an amount that uh, puts the case in a certain um, category or, or division of the courthouse. The, what cases ultimately get settled for, what jurors uh, um, return a verdict for, that, that is individual to each case and remains to be seen of, uh, on the nature and the extent of uh, each person's uh, injuries and the type of treatment they have to have and, and the extent of uh, the, the emotional problems they have. So that's, um, you know, that, that's an undetermined uh, amount uh, at the moment, you know. I appreciate it. Mr. Burke, I thank you very much for your time this morning. Uh, I find this interesting, like I said, especially since the two women that you're representing at this point in time are from Missouri. You know, we us Missouri people got to stick together, you know what I'm saying? Yes, exactly. Yeah. No, that's, uh, that's, uh, that's a good thing. Exactly. So, yeah. uh, well, listen, very nice talking to you as well, Brett. Okay, I'll talk to you later. Bye. Okay, bye-bye. Okay, Shelly. <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> um, I, you can I, feel free to play that several times. <laughs> what's that? What's that again? Now, um, <laughs> I I I don't know what to think. I, how did somebody in Chicago? Maybe he said that, and I just didn't catch it. How did somebody in Chicago represent? somebody in Raymore, Missouri. Because this is a law firm that goes after airlines, quite honestly. This is the law firm that's also representing oh, okay. people from, uh, matter of fact, um, uh, matter of fact, uh, here's another quote. Uh, this incident should not have happened from the start, said Clifford, uh, Robert A. Clifford, founder and senior partner of the Clifford Law Office of Chicago, internationally renowned aviation firm. He's the lead counsel in the consolidated litigation involving a Boeing 737 MAX airline that crashed, crashed in Ethiopia two years ago, killing all 157 aboard. He represents the families of seven to those victims. So in other words, their specialty is is airline crashes and mishaps. So, uh, and it says... Everybody that, has to have a niche. <laughs> and, and, and these two women, Cynthia Pugh, uh, 61, and Kelly Dennis, uh, 60, both of Raymore, Missouri, uh, were on UA Flight 328. Um, anyway, um, and um, I, 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 I'll be honest with you, I tried to do a fair interview, and I, I hopefully came off that way. Um, I have a problem with this, and mainly because of the fact that how many things in my life have I had emotional distress over that I could sue somebody? You know what I mean? I mean, oh, like, <laughs> so many things I mean, that can't I even mean, be mentioned. It, but isn't that all of us? Don't we all have some kind something that happens to us once upon a time? I got hit by a tractor trailer. Okay, I'll live with that for the rest of my life. That I almost got killed by a tractor trailer. Not hit once, twice. He hit me once and spun me around. Then he hit me again sideways. Okay, and then we're talking jaws of life. <laughs> right? They pried me out of a car. Okay, you know what? The next morning, I got up and I and I I had an appointment to go speak to the kids, not the kids, the students at Logan University, the chiropractic college, and I was there at nine twenty in the morning doing my presentation. You know, yes, you were, which you shouldn't have been. I got out of the emergency room at like three or four o'clock in the morning and uh-huh. a couple hours sleep, and I'm there. Okay, life goes on. 
You know, I mean, I I guess I'm like like okay, I don't quite understand. I, you know, and I get it the fact that these people were traumatized, but you know what's interesting? I watch a lot of YouTube videos and I watch a lot of aircraft things. And what's interesting to me is you see these things where like, you know, engine on fire and stuff like that, and you watch the video and then when the plane touches down, what does everybody do? They celebrate. Yeah, we made it. They clap. Yay! Way. And I'm going like, okay, you cheated death and you came out on top. To me, you know, it's to the point where if someone said to me, Hey Brad, you know, let's let's say a, a psychic came on the radio station and said, Hey, on um, February twentieth on flight three twenty eight, it's gonna go from Denver to Hawaii. And once it gets out out the uh, you know up in the air, a couple you know eight nine ten thousand feet, the engine's going to blow. And would you like to be on that plane? I would be making a reservation to be on that plane. I mean, that's just me. I'm going like, yes, put me on that plane. I want to be on that plane. I want to be on that. You know, plane. I actually would be on that plane as well. I mean, and it's to the point where, remember, at one point in time, I bought the stupid domain name. I don't think I have it anymore. I think I let it go. I bought the domain name Disaster Cruise because remember for a while when cruise ships were still cruising and the engines would go out and people were, like, sleeping on the deck. I'm going, like, I want to be on that ship. I don't want to be in some, you know, ship that have a normal voyage. I want to be in a, a ship that, like, the engine blows out and we're stuck in the ocean for, like, three days and we're eating, you know, rations, you know, and, and nothing works. And, you know, we're having to go to the bathroom. You know, we're having to, you know, urinate off the side of the ship. You know, I mean, that's the ship I want to be on. I don't want to be on some crazy ship where everything goes right. I want to be on the disaster cruise. But that's just me, you know? I mean, I mean I'm to the point where... I personally, I get where they're going with this. These women are traumatized. And his point, you know, like for their entire lives, you know, I'm going like, get over it. That's life. You know, I mean, and once again, if let's say they get a million dollars a piece, they're still going to have the same problem, right? They're still, he claims that they're still, if they hear a loud bang on their aircraft, you know, and once again, you know, there's a certain, there's a certain thing is like, like, ah, man, I don't want to make it sound like what a great guy I am because I had surgery almost 20 years ago. My, I screwed up my eye. I had LASIK surgery that went bad. You know the whole story. Matter of fact, my anniversary will be January 3rd, 2022. I had, I had the surgery took place in January 3rd, the year 2002. And I signed the agreement. I went and read, and read the thing that it said, one in 5,000 people will have complications from this operation. Guess what? I was the one. I was the one in 5,000. So when... Is every once in a while people ask me about, what's wrong with your eye? Oh, I'm blind in one eye. Why is that? Well, I had this bad operation. And then you know what the next question almost everybody asks me is, did you sue? No, I didn't. And people go, why not? I go, because I read the paperwork. It said one in 5,000. I was the one. Well, but that doesn't mean anything. Just because you signed something, you agreed to it, doesn't mean. I go, you know what? I, it was, you know, I took the risk, and in that case, it didn't work out well for me. I'm moving on, you know? I've had to deal. I've had to deal with it my entire life. I'm still dealing with it, you know. But yet, you know, hey, I took the chance, you know, took my shot, and I missed. You know what I'm saying? That's life. <laughs> right. That's what that is. Say. That's life. It's a Tom. It's a Tom Jones song. What do they say? S happens, right? Species <laughs> occurs. Absolutely. Right. It's seven forty-eight. Westplex one is seven point one. It's seven fifty-five. It's BS in the morning. I'm Shelly. She's Brad. Is that correct? That's close as we're going to get today. <laughs> what you, you just sounded sort of weird. Sound like you're in a, a tub or something like that. You okay? 
Yeah, I'm, I'm okay. Okay, you sound a little bit hollow. Are you not, the microphone in the same place? Yes, the microphone is in the same place. No, that's much better. Okay, 755. You know, I have decided that I am going to be really tough on Law & Order, as opposed to everybody else. There is a couple, a man and a woman, who I think should get the death penalty in Missouri because what they did in Poplar Bluff. I think they should. What be, they do? I think they should be found and they should be put to death because of what they did. I mean, it. it when when I think about this, it infuriates me to see something like this happen. I want. What they do? I want Brad. these people caught. I want them ex- I want them hung in public. Okay, so we get that. What did they do? Uh, twice this year. Once on New Year's Day and once on May 22nd, they broke into a storage locker in Poplar Bluff and stole Little Debbie's snack cakes. <laughs> Dude, seriously? <laughs> here's, here's, this, here's how the story starts out. For wow. A, for a second time this year, snack cake bandits have targeted a storage unit in Poplar Bluff. Police t- say, said two suspects broke into the storage unit on Saturday, May 22nd, and stole Little Debbie's snack cakes. The police department posted video of the reported burglary on their Facebook page, asking the public if they recognized the two subjects. Uh, the suspects could have been seen could be seen carrying off boxes from, the, and they're carrying big old boxes. I mean, like not like just like onesies, like like cases of Little Debbie's. Poplar Bluff said the two suspects broke in the storage locker on Saturday, May 22nd, and stole Little Debbie's snack cakes, blah, blah, blah. It's not clear how many are snack, are, are, are what snack cakes were taken. I hope they took the ones I don't like, the, the ones that, you know, and, and leave the good ones. And then the story goes on to say, on New Year's... All, all the vanilla ones you wish they took. Yeah, I want all the chocolate ones. On New Year's yeah. Day, Poplar Bluff police reported that two snack cake bandits were caught on camera stealing 20 cases of Little Debbie's snack cakes. From a storage unit on Westmore Drive. It is unknown if the two investigations are connected. Anyone with information about either theft is asked to contact the Poplar Bluff Police Department at 573-686-8632. Is this a heinous crime or what? I mean, you break into a storage locker and you steal Little Debbie's? I mean, there's people like me who, if I don't have my Little Debbie's, I'm going to call that attorney back in Chicago. Hey, I went to the store today, and because somebody stole all the Little Debbie's, there weren't any Little Debbie's at the store. I'm having emotional trauma. Uh, every time I drive by a schnooks, I think to myself, I'm going to go in and get Little Debbie's. But yet, when I go in there, they're all gone because somebody stole all the Little Debbie's. I want a million dollars because I have PTSD because of the fact that I can't go in and get, get my hit on Little Debbie's. I can't get my, my fix on Little Debbie's. I, I just I can't go a day without Little Debbie's. And they stole all the Little Debbie's, and I can't eat any of them anymore. Think you'd take that case? <laughs> I don't know. You have to put a little bit more wine in there. <laughs> a little more. <laughs> oh my god! I couldn't go to work. Matter of fact, I and and uh, you know and and you know I'm married and and I couldn't I couldn't be with my wife if you know what I'm saying for two weeks because there were little no little debbies. You get what I'm saying? It ruined my life. No little debbies. God, who and broke up my marriage? Okay, think about this for a minute. Okay. Who, I'm thinking. Why would you steal little Debbie's? I mean, you know, if you're gonna if you're gonna break into something, you know, wouldn't you steal? I mean, because like if they steal six cases of little Debbie's, okay, if you buy the big like the big box like I got right here, matter of fact, I'm gonna turn around and here here's my, you know, I got these new ones. There's a red, white, and blue. They're pretty good, even though they are they're vanilla. They're not bad. Um, th- okay, there's 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 five packs. Uh, twin wrap. So there's 10 Little Debbies in there. I think I paid $2 for the whole box. Okay? So if you figure there's like, I don't know, let's say there's 10 
of those in a case of Little Debbie's, and if they stole 20 cases, they stole, they stole what, 200, 200 cases, 200 boxes of Little Debbie's? I mean, if you buy them at the store, that's $400, right? I mean, like, why wouldn't you break into a storage locker and steal, like, a car or somebody's motorcycle, you know, or, or like, you know, like tools or stuff like that? But Little Debbie's, I don't get that. And they've done it twice. And so you think they should be eviscerated? I think they should be put to death. Okay, I, you, that's enough of you, that. You know, you know what? I, oh, it's eight o'clock straight up. You know, you know Ooh. what? I, I think they should do. I think they should be. Okay, that's enough. Blah 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 blah. You don't want me to tell you what they should happen to them? No, I don't. Not over a snack cake. Here's what they should do. They should. Brad, they should put them. They should put them in a. This is not how we're going to end our show yeah, on yeah, Friday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they should put them in a jail cell. And then every 20 minutes... You have to get this out, don't you? One of the guards is going to come by and just, man... Brad, and stop eat a, it. Eat a snack cake. Man, these little Debbies are good. Oh, you don't have any in there? Oh, that's so sad. And then another 20 minutes later, <laughs> guard comes by. Oh, my God. These little Debbies taste so good. Oh, they have a great mouthfeel. And, oh, the great aftertaste of eating a little Debbies. And then 20 minutes later, another guard. Oh, my God. These little Debbies are good. That's what they should... Like, and, and for, like, days... Every 20 minutes, a guard should come by and eat a little Debbie's in front of him. That's, that's the torture. And that would go on for 10 years. 10 years. That I'm okay with. <laughs> okay, we're, so we're done, done. You ready? You do all your stuff? Hello? Are you going to do your stuff? Am I going to do my stuff? Yeah. What stuff are you talking about? Like giving the major shout-outs to our sponsors of the BS in the Morning Show? Yeah, who I think would never steal Little Debbie's because these are all outstanding people. They are. They are outstanding in the yard doing their jobs. Right. Yes. Okay, so we've got Angie Harness with Harness Your Dreams, uh, Angie Harness Consulting, and that's powered by... Um, Excuse me, Remax Chesterfield. Yeah, is that right? I don't know. <laughs> She's in Chesterfield. You're the one that oh, has Keller the Williams list. Chesterfield. And then we have Scott Ellinger with the Brass Rail Steakhouse, and then we have um, Caleb Hunter with Salt River Automotive, and last but not least, we have Jeff Lang with AmFam, uh, the Jeff Lang Insurance Agency. And I want to thank you all for being um, our sponsor and letting us uh, talk very seriously sometimes and uh, times that were just full of BS, like today. <laughs> you know, Shelly, let me go back. I don't think you gave justice to Angie Harness on your read there. Angie is is an incredible real estate person, and she's one of those she people. Is. We've got a couple on the station, you know, that are just when you talk to them, it's like, man, they really know what they're talking about. You know, they're exactly. really they're really and good at what they do. Such a sultry man, right? And and once again, what's what's important about that is, let's be honest, there's a lot of real estate agents who aren't that good. You know what I'm saying? That that's really true. <laughs> there are a lot of people that do it as a side hustle, and you know they sell yeah. their brother-in-law's house and stuff like that, or or they show up and they damage cameras at the radio station and stuff like that. You know things like that. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, indeed they do. Did I say that? <laughs> I don't know. Did you or did I? I said it. Yes. Oh. Okay. I, I said it. Okay. We're done. Talk to you on Monday. Eight oh three. Have a great weekend, everybody. Peace.